talking with fellow realtors in other you know parts of Edmonton, it's be more of a buyer's market. But in Sherwood Park, it's definitely been a seller's market. We do see price reductions, but the houses are, are selling very well. Hi, I'm Jason Scott, and I'm your host of iloveedmontonrealestate.com. My guest today is John Bracagne from Professional Real Estate Group. Welcome to the show, John. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Jason. It's a pleasure to be here. So how long have you been a realtor for, John? I'm a relative newbie for two and a half years. So the first year I came into the business, I really didn't know too much about it. Had zero you know, clients, zero uh, database. But over the past two and a half years, uh, I've been able to develop a database of you know around 1,400 people and starting to get referrals with the business. So I'm learning and adapting uh, to the market, and uh, it's, it's a great experience. What industry did you come from originally? Well, like most Albertans, I worked in the oil and gas business. So I worked for a company called KBR, which has done a lot of the heavy industrial construction for the sinkers and suncores of the world. I remember my boss... Uh, Sent me out to Fort McMurray for three weeks. I ended up being there for 10 years. And I saw the explosive growth in Fort McMurray and what happened with real estate. So it really piqued my interest. Uh, It's probably one of the motivating factors that when I did retire from KBR, that I decided to get into real estate. What was it about real estate that was of interest? Well, I remember reading a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki. And that was actually back in my 20s. And the thoughts that he put into my mind resonated with me. I had some friends that had bought investment properties. So I was always keeping an eye on properties. When I had to move to Fort McMurray, I ended up having to buy a house, not because I wanted to, but there was no houses to rent. So I ended up with two houses, a house in Edmonton, which I rented out, house in McMurray. And then it got to thinking that, hey, this is not a bad place to be. And in my, during my stay up there, I was able to purchase two properties in Edmonton area in around the 2003 year. Okay. That's when houses were cheaper in Edmonton and Shore Park, but they were exploding in Fort McMurray. And I could see the wave would be moving down south. Right. So I figured it's a good time to get into invest in some, uh, some real estate. So I actually started off my real estate career investing in properties for myself. And then when I did retire, spent about a year just, you know, uh, doing some investing and that kind of stuff. I thought, why not get my real estate license? And that way I can find properties to invest in for myself. I'll have the inside track. And as it turned out, my broker phoned me up and said, hey, listen, we got some people coming from Calgary. Can you go and show them some homes? Well, okay. (laughs) And I ended up finding a home for them. And the reason I knew that real estate would, would be a good second career for me was that these people, they had a tight timeline. They were moving from Calgary, they'd sold their house, they had to be at their house. By the end of the month, it was about six weeks away. They had to find a house in their budget and find a house that they could move to within the 30 days. Right. So it was a real challenge. They were up on the weekends. We spent time looking at lots of houses. And then um, I found a house for them that was out of their price range. And they said, well, we love that house, but it's out of our price range, so we don't even want to go there. I says, don't worry about the price. Just tell me you like the house. They liked the house. We were able to negotiate the price to their budget. And the owner was favorable to moving out in a very short time. And so when the my client said to his daughters and his family, he said, you know, thank God we found John. Just the feeling of that, helping these people, you know, get their place, yeah. going through the challenges, solving the problems. 
I knew that this was for me. Okay, and that was your very first transaction that was my as a realtor? Very, that was my very first transaction. Awesome. Well, yeah. that's a good story. Are there any areas of you know Edmonton or surrounding area that you specialize in? I do specialize in Short Park, mm-hmm. and I've been building up most of my, my client base there. I do a market analysis, a market report every month. I put it out. It's probably, uh, I think my last one was read by about five or 6,000 people in the first week or so I sent it out. I've had up to 11, 12,000 people tapping into the report and, and looking at it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something that's a need, you know, if people want information about real estate. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've been able to service quite a few clients in the Shore Park area that are moving from the city to the park mm-hmm. because, you know, it's a nice kind of bedroom community for, for the workforce in Edmonton. Right. Okay. What's it called, the report? I call it my uh, Shore Park Homes and Lifestyles. It's the monthly market report for Shore Park in Strathcona County, and it's on my Facebook, YouTube channel, just if you do a Google search, it'll okay. pop up. So people can find it. They don't necessarily have to be on the mailing list. We'll put a link to where to find it at the uh, on the website. So what's going on in the Sherwood Park market these days? Well, it's interesting. There's a lot of acreages for sale. I'll talk about the, the real estate in Shore Park proper first. We technically have been in a seller's market, believe it or not. We started off with seven to six months of inventory, which is a buyer's market mm-hmm. in the beginning of this year. But it quickly turned and starting in April, right through July, we dropped down to less than like 2.4 months of inventory oh, in July. Really? Yeah. So that's counter to the rest of the region. So uh, yes, talking with fellow realtors in other you know parts of Edmonton, it's been, it's been more of a buyer's market. Yeah. But in Shore Park, it's definitely been a seller's market, technically a seller's market. We do see price reductions, but the houses are, are selling very well. So the average days of market for a house would be 49 days. The average price would be about 453 okay. for a single family. For a duplex, it would be around just over 330, okay. 42 days of market. For a condo, it would be around 259 for 58 days of market. But where, where the market is not doing well is the acreages. So we've run as high as uh, last month or a couple months ago, around 230 acreages. And really, there was about as many acreages for sale as there were single-family homes. Wow. In fact, more acreages for sale. Okay. And, and probably staying on the market longer, right? 82 days on market. Okay. Yeah. yeah. An average price, it's dropped down quite a bit. Like the average price used to be in the 800. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's down to 541. So oh, Wow. That's a, obviously a dramatic drop. Why are acreages taking it so hard? I think that people, there's there's a couple things happening. One is there's, there's a lot of an aging population that just finding it too much to to work in acreage, all the maintenance that's required. And they also want to get in close to the grandkids. So I see a lot of people that are retiring, moving into Shore Park. They love bungalows. They all request an upgraded bungalow. So I've been, I've been working with that market. Okay. Presumably, they want bungalows because there's no stairs. Exactly. That is exactly the reason. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, there are also the younger people that like the idea of an acreage. Yeah. They move out there and they see it's too much work. Okay. And the driving back and forth, you know, the extra 20-minute drive. And if you're going into the city, it might be 30, 35 minutes. So they want to get closer, you know, to, to the action and with the kids and schooling and all that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. So, John, there's lots of acreages on the market now. How do people differentiate their particular acreage so it's one of the ones that are selling right now, even if there's uh, lower demand at the moment? Well, the sad truth is price. Okay. (laughs) 
They, you know, the, the acreages have dropped down in price substantially. And what people are looking for is upgraded bungalow style acreages with uh, kind of, you know, maybe a bit of a workshop. So if they have upgraded their bungalow, if they have good water, if they have a bit of a workshop and they can, you know, another thing in Shore Park is horses. People love the horses. So if they have a, an acreage that they are able to put some uh, some horses on, that is going to, that's one of the acreages that will move. Okay, interesting. So now my understanding is you also work, you know, fairly often with seniors. So seniors would be downsizing, right? Whether yes. from an acreage or, you know, a two-story home or a larger bungalow in, in Edmonton. What are those folks looking for on their new properties these days? The seniors are definitely, intre- they're not ready for the lodge just yet. Okay. So they're, they're going from the, the bigger homes or the acreages and they want to get into, you know, probably around a, I'd say 1,000 to 1,200 square foot bungalow with upgraded features. So they, they, they like the granite countertops, the, the you know the stainless steel appliances, the, the new flooring, you know, all the major work is done. They don't want to do any any major work. So the, another area that they're looking at is the the condo style apartment uh, with the underground parking. So I'm working with a number of clients right now that are either looking for the bungalow or they're looking for you know the apartment that apartment condo with the two underground parking spots and they're very rare to come by so it's a bit of a a tight market that way right okay now when they're downsizing are they looking to move to Sherwood Park or more into the city and and inner city neighborhoods well interestingly enough you know some of the market I'm working with the ones that are in the Strathcona County area they want to stick around the Shore Park area because their children, grandchildren are generally there. Right, and they're familiar with it. And they're familiar, familiar with it. Uh, but there's some other seniors I've been working with in the Edmonton area. They're actually looking, they have a retirement income. They might have a little bit of money saved up. They might have a bigger property. They're actually looking to, to an, uh, a property with a secondary suite because they want to supplement their retirement income. So for a lot of seniors, it's a little bit tough, you know, on getting by. So I'm, I'm finding that seniors are requesting houses with up to five bedrooms so that they can rent some of these rooms out or with a complete secondary suite so they can just rent the suite out and have a consistent income, secondary income. That's interesting because when I think of home buyers buying places with suites, it's typically a first-time home buyer who wants to generate extra income to help offset the cost of this home. They're worried about not being able to afford it, or maybe they're financially disciplined and they want to pay the mortgage down faster. Yes. Well, the city of Edmonton has made some moves recently to open up the ability for people to have secondary suites. Mm -hmm. So that's opening up the market. I've been uh, working in the Delton and Lauderdale areas just in the the last month. There's actually, um, believe it or not, some very nice, I love these up-down bungalows. They're relatively inexpensive. You can buy an up-down bungalow in one of those areas for around between 300 to 350. And that's with a finished legal suite. That's with a finished legal suite. They generally have their own heating system. Usually, sometimes two hot water tanks, dual meters outside, double garage. It really is the perfect setup. And this one client that I'm working with right now, she actually has three condos. She lives in her own one of her condos. And she said, you know, I'm just going to sell those condos. I'm tired of living in condos. I want to buy a house with a secondary suite. Then I can live upstairs. The suite provides, the secondary suites provide the income to supplement my, my retirement pension. And uh, yeah, so we're probably working with a few different clients now looking at these uh, up-down bungalows. And they really are uh, kind of the perfect setup for, for a lot of these people that are looking to retire or for uh, investors 
investors are snapping up these up-down bungalows and side-by-side bungalows mm-hmm. in that area. One just recently sold side-by-side. I think it was listed for around five seventy-five. So you get both units. You know, so this is a duplex. This is a, ha- a duplex, yeah. side-by-side duplex. Yeah. And then the others are the up-down duplexes. Okay. So you have a you go down the stairs into the separate entrance into the basement. Yeah. And there, these places are upgraded. Like they, the roofs are done, the windows are done. Some of them have the high-efficiency furnaces, new hot water tank, uh, flooring is done. I mean, and Delton and uh, Lauderdale, those are northeast communities, right? Yeah, they're they're kind of north central. Okay. If you go straight up 95th Street, okay. you'll hit Delton. It's just south of the Yellowhead. Okay. And uh, driving around that area in the last week or so, I've noticed, you know, these older neighborhoods are starting to be rejuvenated. Yep. The city's redoing the sidewalks. They're, they're redoing the sewer systems. Yep. They're putting lighting in. They're, you know, doing, doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. And in some of those neighborhoods, there's lots of infill going in as well. Lots of infill. Uh, even people are upgrading their homes. You can drive around the neighborhood. You can see that the older homes, they're getting new siding on, new roofs. So people are looking after their properties. Uh, one lady that I talked to that is renting a suite there, she's been there for 14 years. Wow. She's lived in the neighborhood for 20 years. And she said, you know, I was um, sick I had, or I had uh, some surgery done. I was kind of housebound for six weeks. The neighbors started bringing her soup. They said, we, we didn't see your car move. You know, are, are you okay? So I thought, you know, that's a great story. Like these these neighborhoods, we tend to think of them as maybe a little on the rough side, but actually they're filled up with Caring people, they're relatively safe neighborhoods, and they're on the uh, on the upswing. What are you seeing going on in the condo market right now? Yeah, so the no doubt the developers have been building a large, you know, a lot of new apartment condo style buildings. They hope to sell them. They're not selling. The prices are down, so they are turning them into rentals. And currently, there's around around 760 units have come on stream. Uh, there's about a 95 percent occupancy rate. Generally, you know, for a good healthy market, they like to see about no less than like a 5% vacancy rate. The company I work for, Professional Realty Group, they actually have a property management division and they, they're managing around 66 properties right now. They only have three, four homes vacant right now. So they've seen a, a bit of a pickup. Okay. They've just about got it. Everything is, is rented. You know, a single family home will rent for 1800 a duplex will rent around fourteen to fifteen hundred. An apartment, two bedroom, will rent around you know eleven fifty to twelve hundred. Right. Uh, so they they've been very busy over the over the summer, and they're full, but they are expanding their business. So they are going to be. They know that the rental market generally tends to strengthen when the economy when there's a downturn in the economy. Right. And what what's interesting is the figures you uh, just indicated for rents, those aren't so very far off what the mortgage payment would be on a property, right? So I think what we're starting to see with dropping vacancy rates is the effect of the stress test that the government has introduced, right? So it made it harder for people to qualify for a mortgage. Ironically, that forces people to become renters or stay renters for a longer period of time rather than getting into home ownership and starting to build equity. Yes. So that's a great opportunity for investors that have put a little money inside and want to buy an investment property to rent out. And especially if you can get one with a legal secondary suite. And it's also a great opportunity for if there are, you know, the millennial generation, they're raising their families. If they want to get some secondary income. That's a great opportunity for and for seniors, as we mentioned, that also want to generate some secondary income. So with the rental market strengthening, and if you've got a little money put aside and you can make your down payment and you can get into one of these units, it's going to pay off in the long run. 
Right. I would imagine eventually our economy will, you know, turn the corner and then typically what will happen is people rent for three or four years and then they buy, right? So, yes. you know, one would think or hope that in the next four to five years we'll see, you know, an upswing in the resale market and, and those renters moving into being active buyers. Yes, that, that definitely is the hope. This is Alberta. We do live in a cyclical economy and we've been through our, our booms and busts. So we're in a bit of a, a downtrend in the cycle right now, but it always comes back. And, uh, you know, if you look at the graphs of the, you know, investment returns or the average price of houses, yes, we're in a, it goes into a dip, but when it does come back, it usually comes back strong. And so you do still get that average three to 4% capital gain and, you know, increase on home values. So the other beauty of these secondary suites is when that market does come back, not only have you pulled in good cash flow and you've built up equity by having your renter pay off the principal of the property, but when the market does come back, you stand to you know to make a good capital gain on the property if you ever should decide to move it. Right. Okay. If you look at your last 10 transactions, have there been any other trends that you've seen? Yes. I would say that I'm seeing a lot of the uh, people that have immigrated to Canada in the last four or five years. Mm-hmm they are ready to buy. Mm-hmm. So once they come here, they've been here for a few years, they generally come with money. They check things out, they check the market out. And I've worked with a number of first-time home buyers. They're very good people to work with. They know what they want. And uh, we go out and boy, within a couple of weeks, they, they've generally found the property that they like and they are, they've moved in within the month. So I've seen a trend, I think one in five new home buyers now are people that have immigrated recently to Canada in the last, you know, five or so years. Yeah, and again, that's typical, right? You, anyone who moves to a new location it takes time to, you know, get your feet on the ground, get the lay of the land. If you're an international newcomer, right, then you have to establish Canadian credit and job yes. history and all of that. So, yeah, the three to five years makes total sense. From Yeah, so that's that's a very good market, and that's certainly one that I, uh, I target is uh, dealing, you know, I have a first-time home buyer guide, seven things that Canadians need to know about buying a home. It's free. You can download it off my website and it just helps them. They don't know the process. So I take the time to, you know, lead them through the process uh, with people like yourself, get them in touch with a mortgage specialist, get their uh, financing and, you know, what they're pre-qualified for, get their pre- their financing in good shape to make the transition as smooth as possible for them and to make it a good experience for them. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys work really hard with all of the regulations and all the hoops you have to jump through. And my hat's off to, you know, to you, a mortgage specialist, and making this happen for these people because there's nothing like a big smile on their face when they find out they, what they qualify for and when you find them, you know, the home that they, a place they can call home. Yeah. And uh, I have, you know, pictures, big smiles. They're so happy. And the first thing they do, they go in, is they, they do some renovations just to make it their own. And uh, boy, I'm telling you, you will not find a happy group of people. Yeah, I think we lose perspective on the fact that these are people who have uprooted their lives, moved however far across the globe to come here and start new lives. Yeah. And the emotional win, for lack of a better word, of buying that first home in a new country is probably really significant for them. Yes, I had uh, one experience, this one couple, first time home buyer. They had young children, and the very first home I took them to, and I ex- took the time to explain everything to them. When I, we came out the house, the gentleman said, I have something for you, John. He goes to his vehicle, and he brings me a cheesecake. <laughs> 
then every second house or whatever we looked at, he had a cheesecake for me. <laughs> when they did find their home and they had a big housewarming party, they invited my wife and I over. And guess what? More cheesecake. Another cheesecake <laughs> for me. And we got to meet all of their, their friends yeah. and their friends are interested in buying. So I was able actually to pick up some leads from that. So that, was, that was a great experience. That's fantastic. So quick question for you. If let's say, you know, obviously you focus in Edmonton. Let's say you were helping someone, either a family member or a past client, move to another city in the country. How would you recommend they find a realtor? What qualities in that person would you want them to have? Well, you want to take, you want to find someone that takes the time to find out, to develop a relationship with you, to listen to what your needs are. Because the whole thing about, this is from my experiences in project management and the oil and gas industry, really we're problem solvers. We need to find out the pain point of where our clients are, and we need to solve that problem to make it a pleasurable experience for them. So if you take the time to listen, and the first thing they say to you isn't always their pain point. You might have to ask the why question or dig a little deeper. Once you find out what the pain point is or you know what the obstacle is, you work to remove that obstacle for them so you can move them to the next stage of the process. So take the time to listen, be empathetic to their needs, don't, no pressure, just let them enjoy the experience, show them whatever they want to see. You know, they might need a little guidance. It's our job to also educate them on the market, what market they're buying into, or is it a seller's market, a buyer's market? What can they expect? Not to get too distracted with some of these home inspection, 40-page home inspection reports. Focus on, okay, what are the what are your needs in the home? If it meets, I always ask my clients at the end of the, after looking say four or five houses, I ask them to rate the house on a scale of 10 after showing each house. At the end of the day, we review the houses and I say, now, which house would you, you know, which one did you give a, a six out of 10? Why did you give it a six out of 10? Which one did you give a, an eight out of 10? Very few will go 10, but if you can get to an eight or a nine out of 10, you know, you've met their needs. That's the, the property. And then I will then focus on homes that are in that eight out of 10 category because that's really what they want. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, you won't find a perfect house. You're never you know, going to find a super perfect house. There'll always be a little something. But as long as you can, it meets the, your needs. Your wants are a different thing. You can always change, you know, repaint. You can change the kitchen. But if the fundamentals of the house and the location of the house are good and it works for you, you know, then this is probably the right place for you. Right. Okay. Are there any other thoughts or comments that you have? Well, I know it's a, it's a tough go for a lot of realtors out there right now. I've talked to a lot of older realtors. What my suggestion is, is that get involved with the new tools and the new technologies. Keep up to date with the speed of things and what's happening. We have to deliver. We have to treat our clients like customers. I believe that we are really a customer service department. So treat your customer like gold, provide the right service, be up to date with the latest tools and technologies, you know, use the CRMs, use the social media and develop the relationship with the people because it's a relationship to me. It's the trust you develop when a client that I have been able to have a successful experience with refers me to one of their friends. That's the ultimate trust, you know, that's where the trust comes in. And it just, it makes me feel really good that they have entrusted their friend or their relative into my care so that I can help them also find, you know, the, the place that they can call home. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're a reflection of 
their values essentially, right? So exactly. Yeah, you got to look after that that trust for sure. John, thank you very much. It's been my pleasure.